Welcome, friend. Have a seat by the fire. Make yourself comfortable. Nineteen eighty-three. A summer forest aglow with twinkling light. Fireflies danced in the darkness like fiery embers. Gerald remembered how his father plucked each one from the air as the boy held his glass jar ready. Such a wondrous sight, a tranquil moment of joy. Unfortunately, as Gerald would soon discover, fireflies don't live long in captivity under glass, much like the human soul. Their light is fragile and quickly extinguished. Do you know where your children are? Do you know what they're thinking about when they're thinking about you? Do you know where your parents are? Tonight's play is adapted from a story by Bill Gray, featured in the classic CBC horror radio series, Nightfall. It's called Gerald. to find hey where are you going he's coming over i don't want to talk to him he's your friend gives me the creeps you talk to him come on ricky just a minute ricky come on back and i'll oh hi i uh No, I can't have any ice cream. I gotta get back, you know, for supper. So I'll see you. No, I, I can't do that. It's, it's awful. You shouldn't ask me, you know, because it's not. Ah, that hurts. Please don't. I just forgot. It wasn't really that hard last time. nearly all his savings into that car. And two weeks later, it breaks down and needs a blessing, and a holy one. <laughs> well, you did what you could. I suppose. Hey, Dad, Mom, can I be excused? Well, I guess so. Something wrong? You've hardly touched your food, Gerald. Yeah, I guess I'm not hungry. Excuse me. You feeling all right, son? You look a bit pale. 
I'm all right, Dad. Just, just kind of tired, I guess. I think I'll lie down and take a nap. Okay. Some tea, dear? Oh, thanks. That's sure not like him. Usually can't bribe him into a nap. Hmm. Well, he's growing. Happens to all kids eventually. I suppose so. But he seems to be acting so... Oh, I don't know. The last few days, he seems so much quieter than usual. He'll be all right, Sarah. Well, I'd better finish up and get back to that sermon. Gotta figure out how to break it to the congregation. Those new renovations are going to be more costly than I'll get that. No, no. You finish your tea. I'm getting up anyway. Probably one of the women from the auxiliary. Wendy tells me they've been having trouble with the bake sale. Too many butter tarts or something. Hello. Oh, hi, Betty. How are you? What? Oh, no. No, that, that's... What? Alex, what is it? Oh, dear Lord. Oh. No, who, who? How could anyone do something like that? Oh, no. Gerald will just be heartbroken over this. He's had that dog forever. All right. Yes. Yes, th thanks for calling, Betty. All right, thanks. Goodbye. Something happened to Tom? Tom's been killed. That was Betty Patrick. She found Tom in her backyard about an hour ago. Oh, no. Did he get hit by a car or something? No. Betty said she called the vet, thought maybe he was still breathing, but the vet looked him over, said it looked like the poor animal had been tortured, mutilated. What? Was he attacked by a pack of dogs? The vet believes it wasn't another animal. <gasps> Who would do something like that? I don't know. You hear about these kids that sacrifice black cats to the devil on a full moon. But I never believed that sort of thing. What Betty described was just horrific. Alex, how are we going to break the news to Gerald? He was so close to that dog. I know. I know. I'll tell him. Death is something we all have to cope with at some point, whether it's people or pets. I won't tell him how it happened. The little white lie never hurt anyone. Why did you want me to do it? What's that? Oh no, I didn't tell anyone. Honest. Hey, have you got a name? 
Really? I don't think I could even say that. What is it again? No, I couldn't say it. Could I call you something else? <laughs> no, I can't call you that. That's just silly. Why don't I call you Tom, like after my dog? Would that be okay, you think? Gerald! Gerald! Gerald, mind if I come in? Sure, Dad! Uh, Gerald, uh, could you turn that down a bit, please? Is that okay? <laughs> it's, it's fine. I thought you were napping. I was, but I had some homework I needed to finish. Gerald. Gerald, I, I've got some bad news. It's about Tom. Oh yeah, have you seen him? I let him out this morning, but he didn't come back for supper. Funny. He never misses his food, does he? Not usually. Gerald. Tom. Well. Tom's been killed. How? Well, he was, um, he was hit by a car. Oh, just killed him, huh? Right. Now, you remember the Bailey's dog next door? Used to always run out in the road and got hit last summer. You know, these kind of things happen. I'm sorry, champ. That's okay, Dad. Tom was almost 12. That's pretty old in dog years. I mean, he would have died of old age soon, wouldn't he? And you know, he was getting kind of blind. That's probably how the car got him. Guess everybody's got to die sooner or later, even dogs. Like it says in the Bible, right, Dad? Yeah. That's right, son. That's right. Are you okay? I think so. If you need to talk, just... It's all right, Dad. Okay, buddy. Good night. And keep the music down. I will. Hey, Alex. Alex, over here. Evening, Larry. Crowded night. Surprised I found you. <laughs> Always the same on Friday. Here, pull up a seat. Ah, thanks. Oh, here, ma'am. Pour you a beer. Oh, uh, very kind of you, but only one, Larry. I uh, must be a good example to my flock. Alex, I gotta talk to you, man. Uh, is there a problem? Your family, okay? Oh, fine, fine, but uh. Listen, it's, uh, it's about the dogs. The Gilmore's Terrier last week, the Emerson's the other day. Now yours out here. Now, I know you're dead set against anyone trying to do anything, but 
With the police so tied up these days, some of the guys were wondering if we could, you know... Wondering about forming some pet vigilante group? Now, Larry, listen to me. Now, just a minute now. Now, hear me out. Some of the guys have been talking. Trying to find this something that you know. What I was thinking was, maybe you and I and a couple of others could, I don't know, take a look around before anyone else gets uh, carried away. Larry, things like that can get very dangerous. Well, I don't know. How about that old coot who always has the ice cream truck that nobody wants to do anything about? Always hanging about the ballpark. He knows the way he's looked at those kids. He's a goddamn pedophile. If we don't put together some kind of community watch, someone's gonna get hurt. Come on, Larry. We can't just start taking the law in our own hands. Someone will get hurt. Maybe, maybe someone innocent. I know, I know, but I'm worried. I saw a Reed's Digest not long ago. This is exactly the way serial killers get their feet wet. Torturing and killing animals. They ain't got no conscience, no emotions. You see, <sighs> hey, at least think it over. All right, yeah, sure. I'll think about it. Now, I know it's only some dogs, but... <sighs> It's hard to imagine how anyone could be, could be so disturbed. Larry, I, I can never figure out how a man's soul can become so twisted. What makes you so sure it's a guy doing this? Well, seems to be no question. Rabbit animals aren't going to usually torture their prey. So it's a man, if you can call him that. Gerald? Gerald, is that you? Ricky, you there? Over here, by the tree. Boy, it's really dark out here. I can hardly see you. Gerald, you better have something good to show me. If my mom knew I was out in the woods this time of night... She doesn't know, does she? Of course not. I snuck out like you said. Do your parents know you're out? Are you kidding? This late? I climbed down the window from my tree. I always have to sneak past the living room. Okay, let's go. Just over this way. Couldn't this wait till morning? What is it you want to show me? It's just something I learned how to do. You remember that guy who always comes to talk after baseball? Yeah. Well, he does this magic trick. Kind of strange, but it's pretty neat. You need to stay away from dudes like that. My parents say they like to diddle kids and stuff. I don't want to see any trick of his. It's okay, Ricky, really. Come on, you've come this far. Just over here. Uh, I don't know. There's probably wild animals out this time of night. That's dumb. There's no wild animals here. We're too close to town. <sighs> yeah, well, this better be good whatever it is. It is. I promise. Uh, okay, this is the spot. What's special about... Wait a second. Wait for what? I thought we were going to see... Shh. Wait. Just a minute. Here he is. Hi, Tom. Gerald, who are you talking to? I brought him with me, just like you said. Gerald, is this some kind of joke? What's going on? Why are you backing away? Gerald? What's that? No! Something got me! Gerald, help me! Help me! You were right, Tom. 
This one feels a lot different. Alex, I'm glad you could come. The boy's mother is in the waiting room. All right. Joe, do you think maybe a wolf or a dog could have... I, uh, I don't think so, Alex. Now, I've treated animal wounds before, but nothing like this. The boy was mangled, uh, torn apart, almost surgically. Alex, there was nothing we could do. Too much head trauma. He was gone before... Well, I'm sure it was very quick. Joe, do you think what happened with Ricky was... somehow related to these dog mutilations? I don't know for sure yet, but from what I heard, it sounds pretty similar. I, I guess I was hoping you would be able to put it down to an animal attack. I hate to think that... I know, I know. But if you had seen the way he'd been opened up, it was all much too precise and deliberate to be an animal. In my estimation, Alex, I think the boy was murdered. You're right, Tom. This one feels a lot different. Not like the dogs at all. Oh yeah, it was a lot cooler. Better, you know? I enjoyed it the best of all so far. It reminded me of catching fireflies with my dad. Hey, Tom, I was wondering, what do you do with them? I mean, after I'm done. Save them? That's what my dad does. But it's different with you, isn't it? Oh, and Tom? How come Ricky screamed like that? Didn't he hear you say it would be all right? So how come he screamed? Welcome to a night Gerald? Gerald, are you coming down? waited until morning, Alex? <sighs> Sarah, we've got to find out who's responsible. But Gerald won't know. Well, you're right, but we've got to quiz all the kids. Find out if they've seen any strangers around. <laughs> it's going to be hard on him, Alex. He and Ricky have been best friends since kindergarten. <sighs> it's hard on all of us, Sarah, but if we don't Try to... Hey. At least... What is it? Is something wrong, Mom? Are you crying? Gerald, when was the last time you saw Ricky Evans? Uh, Ricky? He wasn't at school today, so... I guess yesterday afternoon, right after school. We walked home together. Now, I want you to remember. Think real carefully. Did you see anyone strange? Anyone you didn't know in the neighborhood? No. Are you sure, Gerald? This is very important. I'm sure, Dad. I didn't see anybody. Just the other kids. What's the matter? What's going on? I... 
Something terrible has happened, son. What? It's Ricky. Your friend Ricky has passed away. Oh, when did it happen? Probably last night. He's been missing. Ricky was hurt very badly, and he died. How? Where was this? They found him on the old bike trail that runs behind the neighborhood. Now, I don't want you to go back there anymore, okay? Do you know who did it? We don't. No one's sure. Some people think it might be the same, uh... <clears throat> Dad, where do you think he's going to go now, now that he's dead? <laughs> Gerald. Well, uh, I'm sure he'll... I'm sure Ricky will go to heaven. He was a good Christian boy. Now, I, I know this is upsetting. It's okay. <gasps> hey, Mom, you shouldn't cry, you know. He just died is all. He's gone somewhere else. Everybody has to die, right, Dad? Just like in the Bible, right, Dad? Yes. Yes, that's right. Can I go in my room now? I've got a test tomorrow. Well, I, I don't see... Gerald, are you all right? Do you feel all right? Sure, Mom. See you in the morning. Good night. Alex, I'm worried about him. Sarah, he's... He's in shock. It's not just that. What do you mean? Gerald has been acting not himself lately. He seems less active than he used to be. Doesn't care about baseball or TV. Spends so much time alone in his room. <clears throat> well, that's pretty normal for a boy his age. I know, but there's something different. Look at how Ricky's death hasn't faced him at all. That's more than shock. And he's so humorless lately. Nothing seems to make him laugh or cry. Uh, hello. Oh. Hey, Larry. Uh, give me a few minutes and I'll meet you out there. Yeah. We'll take care of it. Give me ten minutes. Thanks. Take care of what? What's going on, Alex? Uh, Larry and I am... A couple of others decided to <clears throat> to form a small group. See if we can't find out who's behind this. Find out who killed Ricky. Oh, Alex, that that is for the police. Yes, but they haven't turned up anything yet. So we decided that the Alex, there is something seriously wrong with your son. That comes first. This this manhunt is none of your business. It is my business. Every Sunday, without fail, I get up on that pulpit and preach about the basic goodness of man. And someone, something like this happens. I've got to stop it. I've got to know why. Here, Larry? We're close. That clearing over there. You see it? 
I can just make it out. I've got it roped off, I see. Well, that's where they found him. Looked like he'd been dragged away and propped up against that tree. Gutted like a fish. Dear Lord. Poor kid. Sometimes I just don't understand it. What do you mean? Why does he let it happen? Who? <sighs> How can a god of love allow an innocent to be taken away so violently? And by someone so twisted? I can't decipher the logic sometimes. I just don't understand. Yeah. I just hope we find that bastard before he strikes again. Alex, you don't think it might be someone from town, do you? Oh, I don't even allow myself to consider it. But whoever it is <laughs> has to be... Hey, you know that old fruit that drives around the neighborhood in that ice cream truck? <laughs> well, we won't have to worry about him coming around anymore. What? Larry, what did you do? Oh, relax. We just... Me and the guys, we had a little heart-to-heart -heart with him. Sort of came to an understanding. Larry, you can't just go and, and threaten... Hey, look. The last thing we need is pervs like that coming around our kids. You're not some community vigilante squad. Larry, the man just drove an ice cream route, for heaven's sake. Hey, we didn't hurt him, okay? Anyway, that's just the kind of sicko that might be behind these mutilations. Maybe we saved a kid from ending up on the back of a milk carton. Maybe your kid, Alex. What was that? What? Thought I heard a noise just past that big oak. Can't see, though. Not enough moonlight. Shine your flashlight over there. There it is again. Yeah. Larry, just be careful. Don't do anything rash, okay? It, it could just be some teenagers out fooling around. Yeah. Maybe. Somebody there? Hey, look, you better come out, okay? Look, I got a gun. So why don't you just come on out? Hi, Mr. Johnson. Ah, Jesus, what the hell? Are you gonna shoot me? Gerald? Christ. What are you doing out here? I need to shit my pants, son. Don't you know there's a curfew on? We just thought we'd help out. Are you gonna shoot us, Mr. Johnson? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> of course not. You scared me half to... What do you mean? Us. Hey, uh, who else is out here with you? My friend Tom. Oh, yeah? Then where's he hiding? Nowhere. He's right here. You just can't see him. <laughs> All right. You tell your friend to come out, and maybe I won't tell your dad. He's waiting on me, you know. I don't think he'd be too happy about you boys playing hide-and-seek out here. Tom? Tom, come out! Let's go, son. You don't understand, Mr. Johnson. You can't see Tom. Not unless he wants you to. Gerald, this is serious. 
there is a lunatic running around out there. Here, come on over. You can shake hands with him. Now look here, Gerald. It's time to stop this nonsense and come with this. What the hell? Tom doesn't like waiting, Mr. Johnson. Oh my god. What's happening? My head. My. Okay, Tom. Here, I got it. There you go. Wow. That's even cooler than Ricky's. Okay, Tom, I'm going back up the tree. I need to sneak in before Mom notices I'm gone. You coming or what? Oh, I guess I'll see you tomorrow when we... Uh-oh! There's Dad. He sure came back fast. What? Tonight? Are you sure? Okay, well, I better talk to Dad first. Wait for me, okay? Dad, is that you? Gerald? Over here. What are you doing out at this time? I told you there was a curfew. It's all right, Dad. No, it is not all right. There is some psychopath loose in this town, and you're not safe outside in the middle of... Gerald, what are you doing out here? Nothing, just, just fooling around, I guess. Don't give me that. What do you have to say for yourself? Dad, I don't think you'll understand. Gerald, your mother and I are very concerned about your behavior recently. Well, Dad, it's like this. Something happened. What? Something real bad. You see, this man... Has somebody hurt you? No, it's okay now, but you better come look in the garage. What's in the garage, Gerald? You just better come look. It'll be easier that way. All right. All right. Let's have a look. There. Now, level with me, young man. What is going on? Okay. Tom? What? Who are you talking to? Tom. He's a friend of mine. But you can't see him unless you... <gasps> oh, my dear God. Wow, you can see him. He said he might let you see him on account you're special. Oh. Sort of like me. Oh, merciful Jesus. What are you? Do I confirm... Or disturb your faith, Reverend. Dear, dear God in heaven, please deliver us. Not much point in calling to him, Reverend. He doesn't exist. Never did, in fact. Gerald, take my hand, son. Step away from that thing. He's not afraid. Gerald and I have gotten rather well acquainted. A ghost. You're... You're like a ghost. I can see right through you. So you can. All I can make truly solid in this world is, in this case, my hands. Hands? Hands? Oh, those are claws. <laughs> Satan! <laughs> you think you're that important? Yeah, Dad. Tom's from one of those places you go to after you die. Hades. The place of hellfire. It's all true. Gerald. Get behind me, son. No. Gerald, do as I say. No. 
I'm sorry. What have you done to my son, Satan? You're remarkably ignorant. Though perhaps I am your Satan, Reverend. I do take souls of your kind. Well, not a soul, really. But something you might think of as a soul. He will come in, in many disguises. Your faith is right about one thing. There is life after death. Many worlds exist on many different planes. After departing this life, you'll go on to another. And then from there to another. An endless cycle of lives. But you... You are... I come from one of these other worlds. Very different from this one. And you, you come here... to kill? Well... Yes, but with reason. On my world, there are advantages to having certain powers. A long time ago, I discovered a life energy. What you might refer to as a soul. This energy could be absorbed in such a way as to increase that power, so from time to time, when I'm in need of strength, I visit. Point of fact, I may have inadvertently inspired some of your treasured superstitions. <laughs> what have you done to my son? Very little. A little training. A lending of some power. You see, I'm not able to work completely alone. Satan possessing my son. Possession? No. I needed Jared's help. As you can see, there's so little of me that I could actually bring to your world that I would have trouble doing two tasks at once. So as I dispose of someone, Gerald catches their soul as they pass in the confusion between this life and the next. A confusion intensified by shock and pain and violence. Gerald. Gerald, get out of here. Call for help. Now! There is one tragedy with my business here, though. Unfortunately, when I take a soul, its identity is... lost. It ceases to exist. So perhaps, Reverend, there is a hell after all. Nothingness. Complete oblivion. Think of it. A complete end. No. Nothing more to come. No, that, that can't be. You must. Now, Gerald. Gerald. Gerald, for, for Christ's sakes, I'm your father. Son, I love you. Please, don't do this. Gerald, now. I'm sorry, Dad. What are you... No! No! Have you got it? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Boy, this one's really something. His faith was strong, but he doubted. That's all we needed. <laughs> Let me have it now. No, Tom, not this time. I'm keeping this one for myself. Yeah. It's my turn now, Tom. I know how to do it now. All of it. I think I'll keep them all, like this one, like fireflies in a jar. It makes me feel strong. Really strong. You can't! Tom, 
You better go away now. You don't belong here. This is my world. I think I could hurt you if I wanted to. Bye, Tom. Alex? A Alex, is that you? It's me, Mom. Gerald? Gerald, what are you doing down there? Hey, Mom, can you step outside for a minute? W what is it? I've got something I want to show you. been listening to Campfire Radio Theater. Tonight's tale, Gerald, was based on the audio play by Bill Gray and adapted for the series by John Ballantyne. Directed and produced by Kevin Hartnell and John Ballantyne. Featured in the cast were James Hicklin as Gerald, Rish Outfield as Alex, Blythe Haynes as Sarah, Jack Kincaid as Tom, Owen Bevan as Larry, M.J. Hartnell as Ricky, Joe Stofko as The Doctor, and Christina Alfieri as the intercom voice. Original music score by Kevin Hartnell. Additional music courtesy of Overlook Hotel Records. Sound design, mixing, and post-production by Kevin Hartnell. Share the horror. And visit us at CampfireRadioTheatre.com and on Facebook at Campfire Radio Theatre.